Double Shot Connection podcast. If you're not following us on Instagram already, at Double Shot Connect, and we would much appreciate if you give us a like on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. You know what we're all about here, open and honest conversations, no stigmas attached. So we really enjoy everyone who's joined us on the journey so far. It's much appreciated. And Marvin, we're at episode 23, so... The number of episodes is catching up to our age, so <laughs> not, not quite yet. Not, not, not quite yet, but we're getting there. So everyone listening out there, I am absolutely excited for the guests that we have on today. To give you a bit of flavour of who we have on, if you've been following him, you'll know that his favourite coffee order is a mocha with two marshmallows. You also know that he loves to eat out, he loves a burger, and you've been living under a rock if you haven't seen him on your For You page yet. He's all over social media. He is bold, unauthentic, unapologetic. We love that he portrays that he's himself. Without further ado, give me great pleasure to introduce Ramon Israel to the podcast. Welcome, Ramon. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so excited. That intro was probably one of the best intros ever. So thank you for that. <laughs> I think you screwed up. You said you were unauthentic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a bit shady. <laughs> oh, sorry, authentic. I was, just, authentic. I was just caught up in the moment. <laughs> it was it was getting butterflies seeing you live in person. <laughs> I can tell you, Ramon, uh, Nathan, uh, he speaks very highly of you. And when he first found you on the For You page and um, TikTok, he spoke, he kept telling me to watch your videos, watch your videos. And then yep. my For You page. So he's, uh, he's very excited for this moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bit, of a, bit of a funny story as well. Like we were in Broome not too long ago and... I was on TikTok and then you came up and I was like, oh, Mark, check out Ramon. So he goes to your profile and then he ends up watching six days of lives. <laughs> you do all oh. things. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Like yesterday when I went out for lunch with my sister, one of the guys who works at the burger place, he was like, hey, I've been watching your TikToks and I watched it for an hour. And I'm like, what? Like you watched my TikToks for an hour. And my, in my head, I'm like, they're literally just 20 second videos. But I guess if you're sitting there and you're just scrolling on the profile, it's so hard to get off like the app. But that's really weird. I find it so weird when people are like, oh, I've watched TikToks for like an hour i'm like whoa what <laughs> yeah I, I think you just you post really good content and it's just really like people can relate to the content and it's not anything you know too extravagant no offense <laughs> it's very it's yeah it's very real <laughs> it's yeah like in perth you know you post all like really nice spots and everything and mm. you actually give perfect nice little rep there <laughs> Which is interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, Perth. And I'm like, why is there such a bad um, stigma around Perth? I think, yes, we're the most isolated city apparently, but look what I did. I literally went on an app and then I've brought so much. I would say I've, I've brought a, quite a lot of life to our city because we do have good cafes. We do have awesome hotels. I'm so shocked that people didn't know we had five-star hotels in Perth. That's just insane. But we've got, we've got amazing things here. I think we're always talking about Sydney, Melbourne, and I mean, Perth is 
freaking amazing. I mean, look at our COVID-19. It's like non-existent here. So we're doing good. Exactly. And look at the three good-looking ethnic boys. Ah, boys on stop the- it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, really good to have you. And I guess what we'll start with is a question that we like to ask all our guests who appear on the show, and that is, uh, what is your double shot connect moment? Um, for people who don't know what that is, it is a life-changing or impactful moment. There can be one or there can be, you know, us to you, but yeah, has there been a certain moment in your life that's just really made you where you are today? Good question. That's a very good one. Um, I would definitely say, cause I used to live in Sydney and I moved over for my career and I was just so unhappy. I moved over to pursue my dancing and, you know, I did awesome things, but I just always felt so unhappy. So I made the decision to, to leave opportunities to come back here and basically restart my whole life all over again. So I left my agency, I left a partner, I left my own apartment. So I guess just restarting again and knowing that I had to put myself first is probably the most life-changing thing I ever had to do for me. It was really hard though, because yeah, I left literally everything just to restart from the bottom all over again. And that definitely changed me and it got me here today, I'd say. And how long ago did you move back from Sydney? Uh, I was in Sydney for two years, so I left last year, Feb. So over a year now, I reckon, a couple of months. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that story. It's really interesting to hear. And speaking of Sydney, I did hear your a podcast that you previously done, I think it was with the Dance Pod, and you sort of went into your experience yep. in Sydney and things like that, and you mentioned how, you know, you went to some influencer parties and you mentioned yep. the types of brands that you work with and things like that. So I was really interested to know, I mean, you know, with social media, there's a lot of glitz and glamour and people, you know, they, they look at what you post and they look at a following and they just automatically think, oh, this person has the perfect life. So I guess behind that and when you take away, you know, the Instagram side of things, I mean, we've only touched the service, but even sometimes content creation-wise, we're like, oh, we don't know what we're going to talk about today. So just- yeah. Just to hear from your perspective, when you take away that glitz and glamour, what is it actually like to be an influencer and to make a career out of it as well? Well, it's definitely not all glitz and glam. I think that is just something that, you know, we all put out. Even if you're not an influencer, I feel like everyone does it. We just put out this perfect image all the time. But it is stressful. You, in all honesty... Because I have a normal job, I mean, I classify teaching as de- teaching dance as a normal job. Um, even though I don't work nine to five, I still have to make sure that I've got that, you know, down packed. I'm ready to go. That's my evening job. But then during the day, it's you. You have to be so strict with yourself because, you know, these jobs are not consistent. Like I'm not. I don't know how, I mean, unless you're on a, on a contract, but most of the time, especially if you're starting out to be an influencer, you really need to have something that's going to keep you going. Because as I say, jobs, they come and go. It's not every week I'm doing an awesome um, job where I get to stay at a hotel or whatever it may be. But so you need to be so, you have to be so real about it. Um, it's, it's like a normal job. Um, 
sometimes when I don't get brand deals in a week, it does get to me because I'm thinking, holy crap, like I can't pay a phone bill because I didn't book any work. And if I don't book any work, I can't just stop. I have to keep going. So I have to keep putting out content regardless if it's sponsored or not. But, um, the real life behind it, like you need to, you need to be so organized on Wednesdays. I only do content. I don't do any dancing. I don't do anything that has to do with my actual job. Um, but then if I don't have any social media work on a Wednesday, I have to create that work. I need to film a YouTube video. I need to film four TikToks. Um, I have to make sure that my YouTube thumbnail is ready to go. My Instagram post is ready to go. Captions are all there. Um, and then I'm reaching out to brands or I reach out to my agency who I just signed with. And I'm like, Hey guys, haven't heard from, from you in a week, just chasing up like what's going on. So you need to be so disciplined and you need to know, um, you just have to be so disciplined and motivated because it's not a consistent lifestyle as what people put it out to be. It's not, you have to keep going. I know lots of people that have thousands and millions of followers, but they're not booking the jobs that I'm booking. So it doesn't matter what number of followers you have. You have to be so motivated, self-motivated and authentic, which is so cliche, but it's not as glamorous. It's actually really stressful. <laughs> yeah. And sounds like, you know, you really hustle, which is, you know, we admire and respect that because, you know, we can see it come through in your content that you produce, you can really tell that you do a lot, a lot of hard work in terms of the filming or the voiceovers. There's a lot of a lot of components that goes into it. And I do remember one sort of small thing that you said on that podcast as well about, you know, you you researched, you know, how you should contact people in the early days and you sort of emphasise how those little things count. So I was interested to know if, for example, and this is going back to the little things, if we reached out to you with bad grammar and bad punctuation, would that change the way that, you know, how you would see us and your, I guess, your willingness to appear on the podcast? And I don't mean to paint you in any bad way, but I mean just in terms of from that perspective of professionalism. Yes, I would not respond. <laughs> because... <laughs> The thing about that, it's kind of like if I was putting myself forward, you would not want to work with someone who can't present themselves in a professional manner. I know that people do make mistakes, but if it's like full on, like you said my name wrong and then you were saying, <laughs> like, it, I don't know. Yeah, I would probably pass on that because then that means we might not have a good working relationship. Like I feel like it may go back and forward quite a lot and then it, it won't go anywhere. But that's just my personal preference. I would probably not respond. <laughs> yeah, and no, I can completely, you know, uh, understand where you're coming from and myself and Marvin pride ourselves on doing the little things well because, you know, we want to reach out to people. We want to learn their stories. We want to learn more about themselves. So if there's anything that we can do to help us get to that goal, we're going to do it. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that perspective. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, I think it's very important because if you see that straight away, yeah, you don't want to um, do work with them. Um, I was watching one of your YouTube vlogs of, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was one where you really spoke out about um, ending a relationship and yeah. not, yeah, that you ended up with a relationship. You talked about how toxic it was and... Uh, what I noticed in that and the reason why I'm asking this question is you spoke uh, about a Jay Shetty podcast that you were listening to 
And Jay Shetty, yeah. one of my authors, he's the first ever podcast I listened to on the recommendation yeah. and stuff. And I just absolutely love him. I was just wondering what, what Jay Shetty podcast it was and what do you like about Jay Shetty? Well, the podcast that I was listening to, it is called Six Ways on How to Heal and Move On from a Breakup or a Heartbreak. If you just search up Jay Shetty, it's on his podcast called On Purpose. Yeah. I have listened to, I've listened to that episode probably like 18 times. I know it word for word. Um, I don't listen to podcasts. Okay. So something in my head was like, you know what, Ramon, just give it a go. You never know once you try. And usually when I'm doing long drives to work, I play music and it's the same songs on repeat. And then one day I was like, this Jay Shetty guy keeps popping up on social media on like Facebook videos. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. So I just searched up Jay Shetty and then I was listening to his breakup podcast. And this is before I went through that um, toxic relationship. So this was ages ago. And then I really liked how engaging it was and how he actually caught my attention because I can drift away in five seconds, but he had me there and I was so focused. And then I just became really um, like into it. I would write down notes. I've got a Google doc where I write down all of, you know, the lessons that he preaches. And then I answer the questions as if he was interviewing me. Um, I, I just love how real he is and yeah I re- that podcast is amazing I it's it's so real and it's so different and I I just have so much respect for him he's awesome one of my friends actually met Jay Shetty um she's a TikToker as well her name is Jasmine TXO she has like two million two million followers on TikTok and um they did a, like a, a video together or something like that and she told me when she met him he is like the most amazing person ever so there's that as well but yeah yeah, he, he, I know what you mean. He does have a very calming voice, doesn't he? And he usually says, I haven't heard that podcast, but I know in his podcast, usually he tells you to, you know, like write certain notes down and answer certain questions. But the thing is, when I listen to him, I'm always, I'm always walking, so I have to pause it. <laughs> You've got the right idea there. Um, yeah, that's really, really good. And another thing that you really spoke about a lot on that, um, vlog is your exercise routine. <laughs> oh God, I know. <laughs> can you exercise? Can Barbs and I, can we have a guess on what your favorite, uh, either an upper body or a lower body kind of thing? Okay, go, go. What do you reckon, Barbs? Well, based, based off the TikToks that I've seen, lower body. I'm going to go upper body. Um, it's lower body. Only oh, because. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 only because I feel like if I put upper body workouts, I do enjoy doing upper body. Um, the thing is, if I do put that online, the TikTok gym people are going to come for me and they're going to be like, your form is wrong. And I'm like, oh, yeah. doing two years, like relax. <laughs> the lower body, you can't correct me in a damn squat. Like you can't. So <laughs> I, I purposely put that in my day in our lives because I know you can't correct me doing a lunge. So but if I'm doing upper body, oh gosh, I get like so many comments, wrong form, don't do this, don't do, I'm like, oh, relax. Anyway. <laughs> so you give, give the man a break, he's just doing his best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to the breakup for a second, we're not really going to go into the detail of it or whatever, but something that, you know, I've really noticed is uh, since that you've been open and honest about it, which I think is, is really good that you're putting yourself out there, um, 
you know, he's been through one, I've been through one, and we all learn a lot about ourselves. And I've noticed you've posted some insightful things on your story here and there on your Instagram page. I was interested to know what's a quote or something that you've seen that's really hit or resonated with you that just give me that moment like, oh, things are just going to be good. <sighs> this is an interesting question because... I mean, the whole situation is still fairly new. Like everything kind of unraveled as of last week. So the one thing I'm trying to, do you know what? I think it's just coming to peace that I need to heal. And just accepting that is probably the one thing that was like, you're going to be okay. Um, Because every quote that I see on Instagram, you know, it's beautiful, but I think when you really need to sit down and you have to feel everything and you listen to podcasts and you do other things, I think just accepting the art, like the art of healing is, is very empowering. And it's, it's not as easy because, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, God damn it. Like, I just want to delete all the videos that this person was in. Or then one morning I'll wake up and I'd be like, you know what? I'm feeling really happy today. Like, this is awesome. I don't have to think about this person anymore. So it's just, having an understanding and being okay with the fact that your life is going to be like this for, you know, maybe a month or a couple of weeks and just accepting that and, and saying it out loud, I feel is what's been helping me go, I'm going to be okay. Um, giving it a bit of like a bit of a label. So if I'm feeling sad, I'm going, I'm going to say out loud, you know, I'm feeling sad because blah, 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 blah. And then that gives me closure to that. And I can move on rather than keeping it all in and listening to sad songs and feeling sorry for myself. I, just don't want to do that. So yeah, hope that answered that question. <laughs> yeah, no, I think totally agree with that. It's all about just processing those emotions, identifying what they are, and moving forward. And as you are, you're sort of still doing your thing. You're maintaining yeah. your grind, which is important. You don't want to lose that, which is is great. So I really admire, yeah. respect you for that. And do you, since you've sort of that out there have you had a lot of people reach out to you saying oh going through a breakup and you know? look yes i had a few people and the reason why i made that noise earlier was because me putting it out there it kind of feels like i like i want to move on obviously i'm working on moving on but there's always that one person that questions everything i can't log on to tiktok without comments of people asking what's happened who is this person and then you've got people that are like, you've helped me, which is awesome because that was my whole purpose of doing that video is because I wanted to help someone that, you know, they might be going through a heartbreak as well or a loss of a friendship. So I did that for other people rather than my, myself, even though I said that in the blog, but it was more just for my audience just so I could help them because I'm all about giving value. But the thing about that is it's going to be on the internet forever and I'm going to have to keep addressing it, but it's, I can't take things back. I put it out there. It's, it comes with the consequence of putting your life out there. It's yeah. I, I get a lot of messages of people saying like, look, you've helped me. And I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it can be quite a lot on my mental health because, you know, I do feel guilty if I don't respond, but if I do respond, then we go back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I'm also just trying to do my thing. I don't live on social media 24 seven, but I'm glad that I, I have helped a lot of people, but also there's a lot of backlash that's coming with, you know, that video and me putting my life out there so openly, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's very important as well. You mentioned that your mental health and that's something that you have to really mm-hmm. 
uh, first and foremost and something that we always chat a lot about, isn't it? Um, I also noticed in that video and this question <laughs> that I want to ask you, you have a really good mate in that video called Ray. Um, and it's just, it's, it's very interesting because Nathan and I have been really good mates for what, 10 years 10 now. Years, yeah. And it's just, it's great to see a, uh, like a, a bromance, so to speak, that matches the, the, matches the profile. <laughs> it just, it warms my heart. I just love it that two guys, you know, can be so comfortable with each other and always have each other's back as everything that, you know, that you were talking about having that really dirty, cheap meal, that's what we do. <laughs> someone who's always there to help you and support you, do you, do you find that, you know, having that love and support around you really helps? Yes, 100%. Um, Ray has been there from day one. Like he, when he's like my number one fan and he always says, that's like, he's always like, Ramon, I'm your number one fan from day one. And he has been there from day one. He, he knew this vision. He knew this lifestyle since I was in high school. He saw me get bullied and he just kept on going, you know, Ramon, you're going to make it. You're going to get there. And I just look up to him so much because he is honest. He tells you how it is. Ray never sugarcoats anything. If I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing, he'll tell you. He'll be like, no, nah, don't do that. Why are you wasting your time? If I'm talking to, you know, someone who I may be into, he'll ask me all these questions and I'll be thinking, wait, I haven't even thought about this and I'm already trying to get married here. So <laughs> Ray is a realist and that's why I respect him because you got to remember like, what I've learned about this whole social media journey is that people will treat you different just because you have a certain amount of followers. And ever since I started popping off on social media, I've had every influencer, well, not every influencer, but I've had a lot of influencers reach out wanting to be my friend, or I have so many DMs of people inviting me to their parties and whatnot. But in all honesty, I have Ray and, you know, I'm so grateful to have a friend that who has been there from day one and he's not just trying to jump on me because I'm like popping right now. So he's awesome. He, he's a good guy and I'm very lucky to have him. And not a lot of people have friends for 10 years. I've actually just realized that, you know, it is actually really hard to make friends because social media comes into play. I feel like people will look at your following number more than anything. Um, so yeah, Ray just lives like down the road from my house. So whenever I'm feeling upset, I'm like, I'm going to go and annoy this, this boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Nate doesn't live quite down the road from me, but I always just call him. Um, yeah. Because he's single and he's got no life anyway. So he, he gets <laughs> oh, Tinder all uh, <laughs> Ray has a partner and I'm always there and I always act so cute and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you and um, yeah, we'll have, I think it's kind. We'll have to see how moms goes, and hopefully, it sounds like I'm on my way with a partner, and then you and moms <laughs> can go out and find a partner. <laughs> so yeah, it's really interesting to hear about your relationship with Ray and as Marvin just touched on. We see a lot of yep. similarities, and yeah, it, it actually like you know, not that I, well, I only just met you now, but it really sort of. I don't know, it really touches me that, you know, you have a close friend because I know the value that it gives me when I, you know, feel a certain way and I need to get it off my chest, you know, I know I can go to Marvin and talk about it and you really do see the value and when, you know, you know it's a safe space, you know you can open up and you know that they're going to be there for you. It just, and as you said, it really makes you realise, like, the level of friendship that you do have and that not everyone. Yeah. And so it makes you that much more 
grateful for having it as well. So, yeah, no, we can really resonate to you with that. And a couple of things that I've just heard you say, one was the bullying, and I saw on Instagram that you sort of had an anti-bullying post. Campaign, yep. Really courageous and, you know, to us, you know, bullying's not on. You don't want to treat people how you want to be treated, basically. So um, really hats off to you for standing up to that. So how did that come about and what, what made you really want to drive that post there? Well, I have been cyberbullied and I'm still getting cyberbullied and I'm 25. <laughs> um, look, it's, it's, it's insane because in my head, you know, when I was in high school getting cyberbullied, I never knew what that was because I've just moved from South Africa. I, I came to Australia and I never, we never knew what the internet was. So when I was getting bullied online, I was, I just didn't know how to, how to feel. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know who I could speak to at the time. I was kind of just keeping everything in. And then, you know, I got Ray's support. So I spoke to Ray and he helped me deal with the cyberbullying. And, um, and as I've, as I've grown, like, as I've grown older, in my head, I thought it just, it just stopped. Like no one knows what cyberbullying is. It's gone. It's finished, whatever. But it is so significant in our day in life right now. Like everyone, especially on TikTok, I love the platform and I don't regret, you know, building my brand on that platform, but oh my God, the amount of disgusting comments I see towards grown people. I was taught to never speak rudely to your auntie or to your uncle. So when I see, you know, young kids who are 12 commenting terrible stuff on someone who may be older than them, you know, teasing them, it really upsets me and it frustrates me. And, you know, when I was, when um, the brand had reached out to do this campaign, I was like, yes, I will get onto it because I want to use my platform and I want to help someone. Even if, you know, that post helped one person, that's, that is potentially one life that I've, I've saved. Um, and it's just upsetting because I go through it on a daily basis, but I'm very grateful that I've built tough skin. Mind you though, it does Sometimes it does get to me. I am human. And when I was going through my breakup and I was being so vulnerable on the internet, comments about my nationality, comments about my dad, comments about, you know, my ex or anything like that would really get to me. And that's when I had to take a step back because I found myself fighting back. I would reply with rude comments and then I would feel really funny in the inside. I didn't feel like a hero. So when I did that post, I read my story over and over again. And I thought, you know what? I don't need to do anything further. If someone is rude to me, that's, that's, that's a representation of who they are. I'm just going to delete the comment. I don't owe them anything. It's not embarrassing to, to delete your comments. I mean, at the end of the day, I want my um, family, I call my followers, my family, but my family on TikTok, I want them to just come onto my videos and just have positive vibes. I don't want them to fight my battles because at the end of the day, they're going to be feeling really upset in the inside. So I just delete. Um, but I was very passionate about that campaign. It really, really reminded me of how far I've come and the fact that I can actually use my voice. I can finally use my voice and, and make a change um, in today's society. But yeah. That's a very, uh, that's a very mature approach. Uh, in, mm. in um, combating bullying. I just want to ask is what you talked about cyberbullying. 
a young person in year eight, year nine in high school right now, getting bullied for whatever reason, what would what would your bit of advice be to that person? Again, it might sound so cliche, but speak to someone. You know, I teach at a high school and I heard that a student was being bullied because he wears his shorts too, like too short. And I said to the teacher and I just said, can you just get me in, please? I would love to speak to to the year 12s. She was like, you know what, Ramon, I'd like that too. And I guess it's just giving them that support and just really listening to them and trying to, I think it, it's just, you, it's, it's a tough one because also to be brave enough to tell someone, hey, I'm being bullied, it's actually really hard. You can't, you can't just go up to someone and be like, I'm being bullied, what do I do now? It takes a lot of courage, but I, I just want to encourage people just to speak up, use your voice and don't, don't change who you are. You know what, looking back, when I was in year eight, I was making YouTube videos and then people would bully me on online. They would make funny parodies about me and then I stopped doing YouTube. <laughs> If I continued doing YouTube 10 years ago up till today, I would have been massive on the platform. So don't let anyone block your blessings. Go and speak to someone. Take, do that one thing. Be brave just for yourself and speak to someone who, who can actually help because they can. Trust me, they can. Um, but yeah, that's my advice to someone who may be in year eight or year nine going through cyberbullying. Yeah, that, that's some really good advice. And I guess one thing I found as I matured is that, and I'm sure you're almost at that stage as well, is that you just get to a stage where you just stop caring and you're like, oh, I'm just going to do me. And, you know, who cares what happens around me? You know what you want to achieve. But then you, yeah. you wish you knew this at such a young age, but because you're still developing, it's just sometimes hard to grasp. But, yeah, you're right. If you're in that position, you just got to reach out, which is good advice. And, one thing that you touched on previously as well, you said that, you know, Ray supported your vision from day dot. So I'm interested to know, you You know, you're blowing up on TikTok. So where does Ramon see himself in the next year or two? What, what, what's your vision for the next six months to a year and beyond that? Well, my plan right now is obviously to continue creating content. That is something that I'm never going to stop. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, in the next six months or year or two, I end up one, I hit like a certain amount of, you know, followers on the app. So maybe a hundred K who knows. And then I'm hoping to open up my own clothing label. Um, only because I feel that we have so many of these Instagram girls who have amazing clothes. And I just want to design things that are for the Insta boys, you know, the, I have this thing called pretty boy. It's like this new persona that I've kind of grasped when I turned 25. It's just, it's, I love being a pretty boy. It's someone who's quite masculine. Pretty boy vibes. Yeah. Pretty boy vibes. So I would love to open up, you know, my own business where I preach pretty boy vibes in clothing in, you know, I don't know what it may, what it may um, move on to. But the thing is, I, I want to do that, but I also want to land myself on reality TV. And the reason why is because I feel like, this is so egotistic to say, but I'm so confident on camera. I can cry on camera a lot. Like, I'm not scared to share my life on the internet. I have nothing to hide. I think reality TV would be the one thing that would, you know, take me up a notch. And then I could get more income from reality TV and then 
boom, there comes my personal, you know, business. Um, because you need to have money to open a damn business. Like it's not cheap. So I just want to keep doing things that's going to lead me to where I need to be. So reality TV, and then hopefully clothing label, skincare label, like up, 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 up. That is my goal because TikTok is not forever. Instagram is not forever. My dancing is not forever. I'm going to get to an age where I can't do gigs. I'm not going to be looking a certain way. Teaching may slow down because my back is hurting. So I'm more thinking investment, like, like I need to invest so I can kind of retire, retire early, which is not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> very, you're a very entrepreneurial young man. Um, what yeah. obvious question now would be, what reality TV show would you like to be on? Um, well, my dream has always been to go on Big Brother. But the thing about that show is it was, it was a hard pill to swallow when I didn't make the final cut because I did the auditions last year and I was thinking, what was it? Like, you guys kind of amped me up. You rung me. You said that. You asked me questions about me being bullied on the show. I was ready to do this and that. So it was very interesting when I did the, the actual casting and then I didn't make the final, final round. I'm thinking like, what did you want from me? So that kind of put me on edge because I'm like, what, I don't know what's going on here. And then I auditioned again this year and I didn't make it to the actual casting round. I think I'm, this is probably, I'm way too good for big brother because no shade to the other contestants, but I didn't go on reality TV and I know a lot of them have gone on reality TV and what have they done after that? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. You've got 17,000 followers on Instagram, but you don't know how to monetize that. Um, I know like for a fact, like I wanted to go on the show to build my following. I've done that. So it's like, and I'm doing it every single day. So I don't know where big, big brother would take me. Um, maybe if Australia, you know, does gay bachelor, I don't know. I could probably go on that or gay married at first sight. I don't know. I would do stuff like that. Big brother. Mm, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I, I feel like big brother, they're looking for people that fit in a box. I don't fit in a box. And that is like my power is that I don't fit in a box. But yeah. Well, maybe you're onto something. Maybe you do need to pitch that idea to the network which is what you just said about a gay bachelor, something like a gay island or something, and you pitch that and you never know. You could claim it yeah. and to give you a royalty payment or something, you know? Yeah. Or even my own reality show. Like, I could be good on for reality TV. If I ever won the lotto, I would probably employ a casting, um, not a casting, a camera crew and a whole team. <laughs> I would definitely make my own reality TV show because my life is, is sometimes like, honestly, it's crazy. And that's why I give that reality touch on my YouTube videos. I try not to make it so YouTuber. I try and give it that reality aspect. So sometimes I'm not looking at the camera and I'm on the phone and yeah, I just have a really, like I have a good passion when it comes to reality TV. I'm just so into it for some reason, but yeah. Yeah, and do you know what? There is a gap in the market. Keeping up with the Kardashians are coming to an end. So, keeping up with Ramon, that's the first good joke he's made in 23 episodes as well. So, you please uh, send the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ramon, you just briefly touched there on, um, you know, gay bachelor and um, that 
you know, they, they, that being a TV show. So, um, if, well, firstly, is that something that you identify with is being gay? Is that correct? Good question because I actually don't. I feel like my sexuality is just, it's something that it doesn't define me. And that's why I get very like funny on TikTok when people are, when people say like, when they have, when they say horrible things about my sexuality, I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. But then I'm I'm going, oh wait, oh yeah, I am gay. I forgot. So in my head, it, I don't, I think people, and I, I identify myself with my message, which is like being your bold, authentic, unapologetic self. I think me being gay is just something in my head that's kind of like, it's not a significant thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are very, they're like, a lot of people are like, why do gay people all sound the same? Or like, why do they blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, wait, you're saying that because I'm gay and you think I define myself by my sexuality, but I don't. So, yeah, it's, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, okay, no worries. I was just, I was more asking that question just in line with the, you know, <laughs> your opinion and your thoughts on what the, um, you know, the LGBTQI kind of saying the community is like in Perth. It's look, oh, it's 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 toxic, and I'm I'm not gonna hold back on this because, from my past experience living in Perth and going out to you know the gay clubs, and I don't have a lot of gay friends. Aren't I'm supposed to have a lot of gay friends because you know we're all family and stuff. I don't have many gay friends because I don't trust many. You know I don't trust the gay community. I feel as if. Um, we are our worst enemies. You know, I could download and I am on an app because I want to live my best life. So I'll download an app and I'll post some cool photos and I would get hate on a, on a, on a dating site. Like people would be like, you're ugly, you're gross. They'd be like, um, you think you're famous and like, and then I'll get recognized because I'm from TikTok and blah, blah, blah. So it, in my opinion, it's a toxic community and it's really upsetting. And yeah, I've not had a good experience. And especially now that I've grown my own personal brand, the gay community, you know, they seem to be more intimidated by me more than congratulating me. Like I'd go out clubbing and someone would come up to me and they'd be like, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. And I'm like, okay, like well, <laughs> that's awesome. And then they walk off and then I feel like, whoa, what was that? Was that a compliment or was that something negative? So I've not had a good run and that's why I just mind my business and I stay in my own lane. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. Um, you know, everyone should be spreading love and empowering each other. Yeah. Any situation, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and look, conscious of the time, I know you've got your dancing gig later tonight. So first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on the Double Shot Connection podcast and giving us the insights and being open and honest. It is very much appreciated. So once again, thank you so much for coming on, Ramon. Marvin, any concluding comments? Yep, one more question. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) What was the question? Uh, best. What's the best burger place in Perth? Just oh. one. Oh, oh, Halo Express. Oh wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Meat and bun. Oh, hey. Good choice. Meat and bun. Okay, meat and bun. 
best burgers ever and um good price very good pricing very I have to good say. price yeah well, <laughs> maybe one day of the uh may you and bombs here we can go yeah one <laughs> yeah we can do a, uh, we can do like a cute little day in a life vlog <laughs> definitely, definitely looking forward to it so there you have it. <laughs> episode 23 with ramon israel hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you for episode 24